The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Seneca's letter number two. Uh, and uh, if you were wondering to yourself, uh, didn't we already have an episode on letter number two? The answer is correct. We did. Uh, that was our last episode before the break. Uh, as I mentioned, we are going to try an experiment of switching from Marcus Aurelius's meditations uh, to Seneca's letters as our anchor text. Uh, and one of the key differences is that Seneca's letters are uh, are longer than Aurelius's meditations, so we won't be able to do a paragraph a day. And I'm trying to figure out how best to go about doing this. Uh, I think what's going to end up happening, at least for the start, is some days I will read an entire letter, uh, and most of the episode will be reading, and we'll kind of reflect on the major points. And other days we'll do a deep dive into into you know excerpts from the letter. And um, last time we read the entire letter, or most of the letter for number two, um, on uh, where he talked about uh, discursiveness and reading. This time I actually want to f- just focus on something that appears at the very beginning of the letter, and I actually have three episodes on uh, on this one concept. Um, uh, one that we're going to look at through the lens of Marcus Aurelius, the other through the lens of my Mishle Rebbe, Rabbi Moskowitz, um, and the third through uh, an experiment that I did during my vacation um, proposed by uh, Naval Ravikant um, and, uh, and, and compared to something mentioned by the Rambam uh, or the Rambam's interpretation of what uh, Hazal mentioned. So that's the plan. Here we go. So we're going to read this short excerpt first of all from letter number two. Uh, Judging by what you write me and by what I hear, I am forming a good opinion regarding your future. You do not run hither and thither and distract yourself by changing your abode. For such restlessness is the sign of a disordered spirit. The primacy, sorry, the primary indication to my thinking of a well-ordered mind is a man's ability to remain in one place and linger in his own company. So that's the line I want to focus on, okay, uh, is that the primary indication to my thinking of a well-ordered mind is a man's ability to remain in one place and linger in his own company. Now, Seneca does not go back and revisit that theme explicitly in, in letter number two. I mean, he goes on to talk about how you shouldn't, uh, you know, read uh, from many different authors, but you should stick with one author in particular. But he doesn't really say what exactly he means that you should linger, be able to linger in your own company. Uh, and, and he doesn't explain why that's a sign of a well-ordered mind. So... First thing I thought about when I read this uh, in terms of Stoicism was Marcus Aurelius's um, uh, Meditations 4.3, uh, which you'll find an episode on. I'll link it in the show notes. Uh, and there, this was a long paragraph, but the, the or a long chapter, but the first paragraph in the chapter says as follows. Men look for retreats for themselves, the country, the seashore, the hills, and you yourself too are, per, are peculiarly accustomed to feel the same want. Yet all this is very unlike a philosopher. When you may at any hour you please retreat into yourself, for nowhere does a man retreat into more quiet or more privacy than into his own mind, especially one who has within such things that he has only to look to and become at once in perfect ease. And by ease, I mean nothing else but good behavior. Continually, therefore, grant yourself this retreat and repair yourself. But let them be brief and fundamental truths, which will suffice at once by their presence to wash away all sorrow and to send you back without repugnance to the life to which you return. So I actually 
chose to not go back and listen to what I recorded on that that chapter in meditations because I wanted some fresh thoughts here. But what it sounds like, I mean, they're certainly talking about the same thing, right? Of retreating into yourself um, and and you know lingering with your own thoughts. But what the way Marcus really is put to is he he you know he sets up by by uh, sets it up by talking about what, what we would call vacations is that people really try to escape to the seashore of the country in my case to the to the forest um, and uh, and he's critical of that doesn't explain why he's critical and then he suggests that you be able to linger with your own thoughts especially when you have these things to look into that put your your mind at ease and um, and our fundamental truths and he actually in that chapter goes and lists what some of these fundamental truths are. So what it sounds like he's talking about here is really, you know, when you escape, when you look for a retreat, you are trying to escape from the stresses and pressures of life. But the question is like, for what, towards what end? And what Aurelius is suggesting is that really like, what are you in in essence? You are a perceiver of these fundamental truths. I mean, you're a will according to him, but according to us, you're telling Elohim, you're, you, you, can, you can grasp uh, these, these truths, you know, and appreciate uh, the beauty of truth. And, and what he's suggesting is that the true vacation is, uh, vacation, the true retreat is to be able to sit there and think about things which are true and to review them and to gain value from them and to shape your perception of reality uh, by, you know, uh, in, in the light of those uh, of those same truths. And that's why Aurelius then goes on and lists those truths. And then that's why Seneca, at the end of that same letter, you know, he's talking about reading, about how you should, you know, read the great, read works by the great minds over and over and over again. And, uh, and you know, don't just go like, look at whatever new authors catch your fancy. But, you know, uh, he says, um, uh, so you should always read standard authors, and when you crave a change, fall back upon those you've read before. And then he says, each day acquire something that will fortify you against poverty, against death, indeed against other misfortunes as well. And after you have run over many other thoughts, select one to be digested, to be thoroughly digested that day. This is my own custom. From the many things which I have read, I claim some one part for myself. So I actually was first exposed to this practice by Rabbi Moskowitz, um, my Mishlei Rebbe, who... Um, who would always say that uh, one of the things he liked about Mishlei, I and mean, one of the many things he liked about Mishlei was its proverbs, right? So it's short, memorable, digestible chunks of wisdom that you can read and then think about through the course of the entire day. And I remember Rabbi Moskowitz encouraging us to just take the time, you know, throughout the day, you know, whether it's whether we're on our way to a destination, you know, driving somewhere in the car, taking a walk, or just when you have some downtime, take an idea that you've learned. Uh, that day, um, and just go over it in your mind. Either review it, make sure you understand that it's clear. Think about it. Just let your mind play with it. Um, and I feel like that's something that is not. I mean, I, I can't speak of, <laughs> I can't speak of, uh, you know, all learning cultures. But I feel like that's something that uh, might not be emphasized enough when people talk about Hazara, when they talk about review. You know, I think people view review as very uh, objective oriented. That we have to make sure that we get things clear. That we have to like you know, remember everything, we have to organize it, you know, prepare for the next day. Uh, those are all important, obviously, but part of review is just letting your mind appreciate and enjoy the ideas that you learned. And um, I think that is why he uses the language of repair, um, that you should, um, uh, what did he say here? 
da, da, da. Yeah. Uh, therefore, grant yourself this retreat and repair yourself. And it's something that I actually want to try to do more this year. Uh, you know, I have a very, very jam-packed teaching schedule. And I do, you know, pocket Michelet ideas or Ramam ideas or whatever it is that I happen to be teaching, Perkeavos, you know, and, and I, I let them roll around in my mind. But I am always doing it as a way to prepare for teaching something. Um, I want to try to carve out the space and, and get into the habit of just taking time to 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 retreat into the idea and, and behold it, you know, and think about it and just enjoy it. Um, as Ryan Moskowitz encouraged. So that's, that's one take on what Seneca meant when he said that, um, uh, that it's the sign of a well-ordered, uh, mind to be able to remain in one place and linger in your, in, in your own company. Why is it a well-ordered mind? Because it means that you have thoughts to fall back and think about, you know, the empty minded person, uh, empty of ideas will not have what to think about. And therefore, whenever he tries, he'll just dart off into whatever the uh, the emotions and whims and fears and anxieties are and stresses are. He's not going to be able to sit there and just think. Um, so that is uh, approach number one to this piece of advice from Seneca's letter number two. That's it for today's episode. Uh, tomorrow, we will revisit this again with, uh, with a different take on it, also from Rabbi Moskowitz, my Mishlei Rebbe. Uh, if you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon uh, at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. The link is in the description. Um, Thank you to all my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And uh, as I mentioned yesterday, if you know uh, how to get a hold of this person named Stuart Rubin, who wrote the article in the recent Chakira edition, uh, uh, edition of Chakira entitled Between the Stoikos and the Beth Midrash, a Philosophic and Ethical Comparative Analysis of Stoicism and Judaism, please uh, 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 let me know how to get a hold of him. Uh, email me at rabbishnayweiss at gmail.com. Thank you.